Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by Sweet Sweet Prizes. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Would you like to win some prizes from our sponsors, Meister High End, Beeline Hempwick, Elementium Lighter, Tobacco Martin Paso Robles, California, and another place? Yeah. Well, all you have to do is enter the Natural Habitat Podcast Costume Contest. All right, how do I do that? Well, all you got to do is send a picture of yourself in costume to... Dick pig. Yeah, dick out is fine. That's whatever. Uh, it's 2016. Dicks and tits out give you extra points. We already went through this. Do but it for Harambe. But if you have both, then they cancel each other out. So if your tits and dick is out, unless you're Bailey J, then you don't get any points for that. So, huh. so uh, all you got to do is send the picture to naturalhabitatpodcast at gmail.com of you in costume. It could be this year's costume. It could be last year's costume. It could be next year's costume. It could be next year's costume. You if know? You ain't all like that. Yeah. If you already got your life planned out that much, yeah. then send it to us and you can win prizes. We're giving away a stash tray. We're giving yeah. away a five-year supply of Hempwick from Beeline Hempwick. We're giving away a brand new Elementium lighter. And we're also giving away a severed head in a box because it's Halloween. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the shit. Yep. Uh, I think we should have a, a jack off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know who can make the best jack lantern? I like that. We should have. Okay, we're starting a new contest today, and that is... The Natural Habitat Podcast Jack-Off Contest, <laughs> where we see who can make the best jack-o'-lanterns. We want to see your jack-o'-lanterns. This is a straight yeah. jack-off contest. And, uh, <laughs> you know, send them in. Send in the pictures. Tag them. NHP ab- Jack-Off. Ab- absolutely no video. Yeah, no video. Just pictures of your jack-o'-lanterns that you have carved with knives and little scooping utensils to make faces and symbols and bats and whatever. And... Uh, send them into the Jack Off contest, which is hashtag NHP Jack Off. We'll do uh, we'll do the grand prize. Will be the stash tray, and we'll do the Jack Lantern prize. Will be the hemp wig. All right, dope. And we'll also throw in uh, like some shirts and fucking a whole bunch yeah. of cool stuff. We'll put in a whole bunch of shit in the box. So yeah. Uh, enter either of those contests now. We got a costume contest and we got a jack-off contest. So that's, you know, whatever you're into, get, it. In, get into it and tag us and send them the, send us the pictures. No videos. Do it. No videos. Seriously. If you send videos of us jacking off, we're going to report you. <laughs> Don't do it. The Natural Habitat Podcast. Yeah. 
there's something terribly special for the new kid on the block. It started to happen again. Dad! I'm in trouble. You've had some scary dreams, okay? Help! Daddy can't help you now. There's something inside him. bunch of little freddy bastards mm-hmm. that's right we're back bitches all the way back at episode 87 we did nightmare on elm street that was last year for halloween and we're back with nightmare on elm street too yeah as promised mm-hmm. we did say uh when we finished the first one we were like you know we're gonna go back when we do nightmare on elm street too sometime maybe next halloween that's how that's what we sounded like back then if you go back and listen to it yeah no musics yeah, no, anything. no music. Lame. We just used to be like, yeah, you know, now we gotta go to, we're going to do a podcast later probably about this. And now we're like, yo, welcome to Natural Habitat Podcast, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, special Halloween edition. My name is Mikey Booyah. My name is Member. Oh, I remember. Do you remember back last year when we did this and we were all like, Hey guys, uh, so Nightmare on Elm Street was pretty good, and I talked like. I remember. And you know, like this. And it's like we used to talk like Muppets. What kind of shit is that? I don't know, but it was interesting. Yeah, that's how I remember it. I don't think it was like that at all. But there's all only right. one. There's only one way to find out, and that is to go back and listen to episode 87. I said that a little weird. Episode 87. Do it. I was like, I got a lot of old on. Episode 87. Move your body. Yeah, exactly. You gonna hype me during during this? During this setup? Uh, buh. So, um, before we get into this film, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and start talking about some of the shit that stands out to us, I have a uh, a real-life horror story that I think is, uh, is fitting to drop in Halloween and to also talk about a little bit. So, I woke up this morning. We're recording this uh, on October 14th, 2016. I wake up, and all along my, my news feed and Facebook feeds and Twitter and everywhere, wherever I go on my phone while I'm taking my early morning shit, shit, shit. it says uh, there's been this obituary for the Great Barrier Reef that's been going around. So for people that haven't seen this, the Great Barrier Reef is dying, 95% of it has lost its color it's all bleached and it's home to you know thousands and thousands of species of coral and animal life and fish well this has been happening it's been a slow decline for the past however many years senka you did yeah <laughs> and uh fucking uh so they just kind of like released this obituary kind of thing for the great barrier reef and said it died in 2016 and that was the thing that went viral and everybody saw. Nobody's been seeing all the all the slow decline that's been happening. And yeah, well, scientists are now saying that that's probably the worst thing that they could have done 
because the Great Barrier Reef is not dead, it's dying. And it's not at a point of no return. Things can still be done to help it, but now everyone's just going to kind of be like, oh, it's dead, and just move on and give up on it. Or not. Or not. Or maybe if the scientists were smart, they should have did this a long time ago. What? Could have said it was dead already and got people to freak out earlier. Yeah, true. Maybe this is, maybe it is uh, earlier. Maybe it isn't, though. Maybe it isn't. Really don't know. But either way, that's the Great Barrier Reef. It's like a, it's a huge habitat, beautiful place, and it may or may not be dying or dead. So there's a real-life horror story if you live in the ocean, which I'm sure if you do, you're not listening to this podcast. Other actors that um, tried out for the role of the ocean were (laughs) Brad Pitt, John Stamos, (laughs) and Christian Slater. Damn, for real? Yeah. None of them got it, huh? Nope. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I know. Shout out to the ocean. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, uh, So being that it's Halloween time, we went back. And uh, we already went through this. Look, last year, Nightmare on Elm Street. Now we're at Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And I want to speak on Robert England for a little bit. Speak on. <laughs> so, ro- Jesus Christ. <laughs> Joey's particularly high today. He's been backing me up this whole time. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Okay, so Robert England, of course, uh, is an avid surfer. He loves King of the Hill. Who says? He used to be a a radio host. He has parents. But people know him mostly for his role as Freddy Krueger. Now, these are his his top bills. I thought thought Fred Krueger was Freddy Krueger. You thought Fred Krueger was a real person that got burned by a bunch of parents the molester, Fred Krueger. The molester, right? Fred Krueger. Yeah. Uh, no. That's a what? story. That's that's a story for movie time. Didn't he live on like Olive Street <laughs> or something like that? Uh, no. It was actually a couple streets over. It goes Olive, and then it goes uh, Oak, and then it goes Elm. Oh shit. Yeah. So it was actually Freddy Krueger on Elm Street played by Robert England, who is an actor, because this was a movie and not a documentary. Do you think this is a documentary? I I thought this was... Um, like a To Catch a Predator, kind of like Making a Murder, First 48 kind of thing? Yeah, you know, like a, a dramatization, oh, like a creation of like a, a past event. I thought it was like, you know, I thought it was like uh, the... True life, I'm a Freddy Krueger movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it all it, it all depends on how you're perceiving it. You know what I mean? My strange addiction, I like to kill people in their nightmares. Yeah, you know, whatever. But uh, actually, strange that you said that. This is the only film in the Nightmare series that everybody that's killed by Freddy is outside of their nightmares. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it says that he kills each of his victims outside of their dreams. And it's because when they made this film, they refused, no, not they refused, but Wes Craven refused to work with them 
because he never wanted to make it a franchise. Allegedly. Okay, Wes Craven allegedly did never want to make it a franchise. He also wanted the film to have a happy ending in the first one, allegedly. And he allegedly didn't like the idea of Freddy manipulating the protagonist into killing people. Freddy's supposed to kill people, not convince other people to kill people. Maybe he was challenging his inner mention. Maybe. It kind of goes along with the theme, right? It says... You. He goes, do my bidding, and also bring me a sugar cookie. And, and I'll sing you a, a pretty song on my acoustic guitar. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Yeah, that's how he does it. That's how he did it. He mm -hmm. charmed them, huh? You know that's what's funny? I, I heard I heard a breakdown of uh, of the old tale Rumpelstiltskin. Do you remember that? Yep. So when no, you wait, I, I'm supposed to say never heard. Of it. Yeah, you're supposed to say you never heard of it. So <laughs> if you break down the context of this story. It's like a guy that steals this like girl and then the mom's like, let me have my daughter back. And then he's like, I'll give your daughter back if you can guess my name. And then she follows him to his house where he's like singing a song about his name and how she'll never guess it. And this is what it is. What the fuck? What kind of story is this? I don't know. And what's it's the point of it? Tell me the moral uh, of Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, no. See? <laughs> I think somebody was just on drugs or drunk and just made a story that didn't make sense, and it no, just stuck because of Rumpelstiltskin. I think we're missing pieces or something. Maybe. But all the all the main storylines there. There's <laughs> probably Don't they spin like a thing out of gold or something? Or like... Yeah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. There's some sort of yarn in the gold situation, but... You know, we got cash for gold now. It's no big deal. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. That shit. You don't know? All right. Um, do you want to talk about uh? Do you want to talk about this main character, whatever his name is? Fred. Uh, Fred the uh the kid. What's his name? Oh. It was played by Mark Patton. Jesse. Jesse is his name. Jesse. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, stop. So there's this theory going around on the internet that I was reading today that this whole film was made as sort of like an allegory about a man that is cursed by his inner gay. So he's like running from his homosexual thoughts, which is Freddy. And <laughs> he, uh, he keeps getting like attacked by them. And then eventually, I don't know if by the end he turns gay or, you know, like comes to terms with it. But I do know that the writer said, so this isn't allegedly, this is from the writer. He said that he purposefully put the homoerotic undertones in the script because it gave depth to the characters. So it actually was a movie about someone battling with their sexuality. And then... The dude who played Jesse is an openly gay actor who is considered to be the first male scream queen, which I'll give it to him because that scream was like perfect for a movie. Yeah. Perfect horror movie scream. I wonder if we could find some of it. <laughs> I'm sure we can. Did you know that other actors who auditioned for the role of Jesse... <laughs> <laughs> included Brad Pitt, John Stamos, and Christian Slater. Really? 
Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So so they they auditioned for Freddie? No, for Jesse. Jesse. Okay. So they auditioned for Jesse and they also auditioned for the ocean. For the ocean. Yeah. Is is there anyone else they auditioned for that we need to get to right now? Uh maybe later. Maybe later. <laughs> there better be. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh I actually have one of the dopest clips from this film that I'm gonna play right now. Okay. And this is the bus scene. Bus scene. <laughs> it's the bus scene. Uh, listen for Jesse's scream. If you hear a girl scream, it might be Jesse. And also, <laughs> I heard that every time that Freddie was on screen, they added whale song. Like. Yeah, to add <laughs> to add to the creepiness factor. That was more of a Down syndrome thing. <laughs> but you get it. You get what I was. You were trying to do the sound. You got it. Hey, that like what? Like while they were acting. Uh, so so there'd be some type of sound effect. No, I think it was. Uh, I think it was added into the mix. Uh. But because you because you know how it's like quiet on the set when they're acting and shit. That would have been perfect for like, like a scary thing for when he comes out on the set. <laughs> yeah, then people would kind of know. It would add like to suspense, I guess. It wouldn't be all pretend all the way. Yep. So this scene, the effects are dope. What is this, like claymation right here? I don't know, but it's one of the coolest effects. Ever. Yeah, the bus is just balancing up on one of these things that I never, I never see in real life, but I see a lot in movies. Where it's like a lot, some sort of lava fire pit with pillars sticking up, rock pillars. Oh yeah. Listen to these whale calls. You, you hear them? shit mm -hmm. you don't want to fuck around yeah you don't want to fuck around with freddy that's a dope see that's a dope scene and when was this movie made a long time ago this movie was made in 1985 did you know that the running time for this movie is 87 minutes and freddy only appears in 13 of them Ooh. So he's barely in the shit. But he's but, in it for 13. <laughs> but he's in it for a fucking scary amount of minutes. <laughs> if there was a scary amount of minutes, that's yep. probably... Uh, I think that's 30. a good amount because you don't want it to be oversaturated with the villain because then it doesn't get scary anymore because you see yeah. it, whatever the villain or the bad guy is. And then you all... I like the like little glimpses where they just show you like a little bit and then they like run away. And you don't really see a lot for like the first half hour. But I don't like it when you don't see anything at all. Like there was a movie, uh, The Descent. You remember that movie where they like go into the caves and shit? 
They go like way down into this cave system and they find these like underground people that are living down there. But you never really see the people. You see like little flashes of them, but there's never like a straight on like, you know, in the light, like payoff. You want that payoff. You want to see the fucking monster and be like, whoa, that's crazy. So 13 minutes is a perfect amount, I think. If I was making horror movies, once they got the 13 minute screen time, I'd be like, get the fuck out. We'll figure it out. We'll edit it together. Make it happen. Nice. How many minutes would you put your villain in a horror movie? Uh, 69. Wow. That's most of the movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Probably something short like that, too. Because, like, scary movies, to me, especially, like, campy movies and shit like that, we're all about suspense and not really about the killers or the end of the means or anything, you know? It yeah. was really all about, like, oh, my God, did you hear that? Yeah. Or, like, you know, like, or fucking you find somebody dead or, like, you know, or somebody ends up coming missing or something like, like um, I don't know. It's, it's always suspense, though, you know? It's, like, always, like, oh, shit. What's coming next? What is that? You know, like you can hear it, but can't see it. You could, you know, feel it, but it's not there. Yeah. Because in real life, you can relate to that, you know, because your mind plays tricks on you in certain situations. And, you know, you can feel like sometimes you can feel like somebody's staring at you or watching you or following you or um you know when you hear like little noises and stuff and it like fucks with you and and if they do the they got their sound down really good and it's like surround sound they can like fuck with it and have it only coming from one side or another and like you know have it be really like in depth and part of it and all that all like the normal little suspenseful things that are like just what sucks you in regardless of like really what the killer is or like because it's just a a means to an end you know what i mean like it's just a fucking it's just an end result but the the ride there is the part that matters yep it's true very well said it's all about them it's all about the movie makers and how good they are at their jobs because those little things really do matter when you, it gets you in the moment. You know what I mean? All yeah. the things put together put Scream you in really that good moment. Yeah, they were. That was that original one. I remember watching it like at my cousin's house. And they had the same long like row of glass doors like in their living room out to like the patio like they had in the opening scene of Scream. So it was like instantly put me, I was like in the room. Like, I turned around and I saw the same thing. Just glass doors outside. And I was like, what the fuck? This is creepy. And they were. They were really all the way up until now. The newest one was dope, too. When they remade it and it would just scream again. Yeah. I dug it. I never heard of it. Yeah, I know. I know you never have. All right, we're taking a break. We'll be right back. Doesn't 
The doctor will see you now. One night a year ago, Vanessa got high with some guy and forgot everything she learned about preventing AIDS. Now her life is the horror show. AIDS, another way drugs can kill. Holy motherfucking shit. AIDS, another way drugs can kill. Wait, so she was with a friend and she got high and then doesn't remember what happened. So they had sex. And then she got or, and then she got AIDS, right? Well, they or, left out the needle. Yeah, I was going to say, was there like a needle thing that happened? And then and, and if Vanessa's the type of girl that just go hang with some dudes and do needles. Yeah, then she's asking for it. <laughs> no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, Vanessa's a little more fucked up than they lead on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. You don't. Really, uh, I mean, it's like Vanessa it's, doesn't just go decide to get high with some guys and come back with AIDS. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a whole list of things that they forgot to add in there. Yeah. And you know, way to go. Because <laughs> I doubt, even with all like the everything to it, it's still pregnant, scared nobody. Yeah. Have we done? We need to just do a whole episode about like. Like ad campaigns like that, just anti-drug like anti drug ads, yeah, anti drug, anti fucking everything ads. We'll find the best ones and see if they work on everybody. Mm-hmm. Start sending them in if you've seen some out there in the world. So, uh, here's a fun fact fun facts Nightmare on Elm Street 2 grossed twice as much money as the original. <gasps> yeah, even with the lack of Wes Craven. How much is that? Who knows? I mean, I'm sure it says on here if I click on the right thing and then I scroll around, I'm sure I could find it. But, you know, actually, I read it earlier, so I'm going to access it in my brain and I'm just going to say that uh, I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say in the United States, it was, uh, it was $30 million. A good old $30 million. And that's that, it's on a two million dollar budget. Two? Two mil. Shit, Jay. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was just keep burning Robert England. They burned him, and then they had they had this fat guy that they cast as a skin double, and they would do skin grafts off of his back and ass and replace the skin on Robert England's face and then burn it again for the next take. Yeah, that's a fun fact. And then uh, the guy that was playing the skin double ended up losing about 85 pounds, mostly in skin weight, but still. 85 pounds, gone. That's a lot of skin weight. That's a good diet. And he got paid in donuts and $25 a day. So $25 a day and all you can eat donuts? I'd do it. Right? Would you really, though? Of donuts. All right, then I believe you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite donut? My favorite donut is uh, maple bar. With bacon? No, I don't really like them with bacon. What? I know. That's a sin. I think it's because I haven't had them with fresh bacon. It's because you don't have your man card. The only time that I've had them with bacon, the bacon's like old and cold and like chewy and not crispy. You know what I mean? If I had it with fresh crispy bacon, I'm sure I'd like it. 
But, you know, what are you going to do? What's your favorite? The bacon maple. Bacon maple? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. See? That's it. I need to just find a place to make it fresh. Yeah. It's, it is crucial. Why don't I just do it myself? Can I do it myself? I don't know. Can I just make some bacon and like kind of stab it into my maple bar? (laughs) No. Like break it up and put it on top and press it so it like kind of melts into the frosting? Oh, no. I think I could pull it off. I'm about to go. I'm about to go do it right now. Hold on. You just keep going. Keep talking. Can you use bacon strips? You know those are dog treats, right? All right. I got this bacon chopped up. All right. Got my maple bar. <laughs> it's kind of hard. It's not going to be the same. It's a little hard. Uh, all right, put the bacon on here, mash it in. You, now you're going to have a smashed donut. Yeah, that's not good. I don't think it's the same. It's not the same. I think I have to get where where do you get your uh where do you get your maple bacon donuts at? I can't tell you because then everybody will try to go there. Oh, uh, you don't want anybody blowing up your spot? Oh. Eating all your damn maple bacons? That's right, those are mine. I'm gonna tell everybody I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put you on blast right now and tell everybody where Joey goes to get his maple bacon donuts. And that is wait, hold on, I'm gonna tell you right after this break. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Humphrey's Donut Plaza in Humphrey's Shopping Center, Hollywood, Hollywood. Come on down. We got the delicious maple bacon bar and also other flavors, 30 flavors. Come and get a baker's dozen. That's 13, son. Peace. All right, we're back. Uh, So Joey goes to Humphrey's Donut Bagel Emporium in, right. in Swinshire, Florida. Hollywood, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> in Hollywood, Hollywood is what it was. Did you know nope. other actors also auditioned <laughs> for the role of Humphrey's Donuts in Hollywood, Hollywood, and they include Brad Pitt, John Stamos, and, and Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yep, I didn't, but I knew that Christian Slater was coming for some reason because I remember I watched a I watched a uh, documentary on Christian Slater called uh, "See You Slater," and it was "See You Slater." Yep, catch it actually was "Catch You Slater" is what it was, and it was a documentary about him on the run from the police for assault and battery charges allegedly, and he talked about how he uh, auditioned for the role of Humphreys. Humphrey's Humphrey Bagel. I remember that actually. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good documentary, man. Yeah, nineteen eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Yeah, eighty-eight. It's Everything's actually great. It's actually eighty slate. Oh, slate eight. Yeah, slate eight is what it is because the Christian Slatey. Yeah, that's right. Uh huh. Do you think that if Christian Slater had a daughter, he would call her Christian Slatey? Never mind. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna edit that out. That's gonna go away. Uh, what's the other movies he was in? Uh, Chris Slater? Yeah. Um, he's been in everything. What's the vampire one? Uh, what is Lost Boys or something? Was he in Lost Boys? Was he? No, I don't know. I'm gonna look him up right now. 
Christian Slater, motherfucker. IMDb, where you be? What kind of films was you in? Looks like he... Oh, inter- he was in Interview with a Vampire. Guys. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that he was in Interview with a Vampire. I knew he was in some vampire shit. Who what? It was Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. Oh, no, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer? And then Christian Slater was in it as a third guy? Oh, no, somewhere. Uh, yeah, looks like he was in... Man, he's still still doing it. He's in Mr. Robot. He's uh voices himself in, in Archer. And in a million movies and shows. Nice. Yeah. Christian Slater. Shout out to him. We're gonna have him on the show. Uh probably like two thousand eighteen. Something like that. It's gonna take a while to get that yeah. Christian Slater money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, uh yeah. What did you say, 2018? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Oh, shit. You heard me, right? Yeah. You know what it is. All right, more fun facts. Lay it on me. Uh, Freddy, a.k.a. Robert England, appears as the bus driver without the Freddy makeup and the costume in the opening sequence. What was that? Robert England plays a bus driver also. Oh, with no makeup. Yeah. And also, in the beginning, the first time you see Freddy, it's not Freddy. Who'd that be? It's a uh it's some sort of stunt man, some stunt double that they got to play stump Freddy. Stump man. Yeah, it's a stump man that doesn't have any arms or legs. Holy shit, Jay. Prosthetic robot arms and legs. Was that a first? Uh, it was, and then um, the director thought that it was too controversial to have a stuntman stunt on the set. Man. Plus, he had to have all kinds of special ramps installed and stuff, so he was like, eh, maybe let's just not do that, and let's keep Robert England." Plus, Robert England wanted more money. They're like, we could pay the stuntman half. Oh. <laughs> that is brutal. Yeah. Um... So, you know, if you've lost some limbs out there, we love you. But if you lost all four limbs, you should get all a right. job in Hollywood, Hollywood. Another fun fact. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Go. Um, this is the only film in the series that doesn't use the original Nightmare on Elm Street theme. Dang. Or any variation of it. Is that why we didn't use it? Maybe. That's crazy. That is crazy. I wonder I wonder why not. Was Wes Craven inv- involved in the third one and the rest of them? I don't know. I wonder if he got back in on it or if he washed his hands of it after the first one. No, he did more. Yeah? I'm positive. Uh, so I wonder if it was just this one that... Uh, I oh, know like, you would think you would have some facts or something, since this is such a factual show. I know, right? Here, I got another one. You ready? Yeah. The eye in Jesse's throat was Kevin's girlfriend's eye. What? What? That's who they. That's that's who was behind the goopy wall. Yeah. Nice. That's a fun fact. Super fun. So it says here 
you remember um, in the Evil Dead, when we did the Evil Dead last year, there was, on a TV screen, they were watching Nightmare on Elm Street. And then in Nightmare on Elm Street, there was a poster for Evil Dead 2 hanging on the wall. And you remember Sam Raimi and Wes Craven used to do these, uh, do these like shout outs to each other? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Well, it says here that Wes Craven loaned the glove from Nightmare on Elm Street to a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors and it was lost. And has not been located since. So it says that Wes Craven is a writer. He's credited for a writer on Nightmare on Elm Street 3. But no production or producer credits. So I think they just gave him his like credit because he made the original story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm sure he has credits in this one too. So... Did you know why Nancy didn't make it back? Why? Because she wanted more money too? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, you know what? No, we're not paying you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not going to fucking happen. But this is like a tradition for horror movies. Like, survivors never make it to the sequels because of costs. Yeah. You know, they're, like, trying to be cost-effective. They're like, nah, we're not going to pay more. We'll just hire some new actors again, and that won't cost shit. Especially if uh, if you're making a sequel to an original movie that did, like, really good. Here, I'm going to see what the budget for the first one was. Budget was uh, about the same. It was a little under $2 million. So, So they're just cheap. Yeah, they so care about the franchise. Exactly. Like, this is how you get. They're trying to they're trying to bank off of the name and they're like, look, if we take something that somebody already likes and if we make a second one, we fucking pay you know, minimal money for everybody, get a bunch of new people that'll do it for cheap because it's a sequel to a good movie, then get rid of the lady, like the original girl. Peace out. You want this money? No way. We're going to fucking hire somebody that'll do it for bread. And then make this movie. Try to make as much money as they can off of it. Which they did. Yep. So. That's how they do it, man. Yeah. I mean, whatever. But it still, has, it still has some good death scenes. We saw like a montage of the death scenes earlier. And they were yeah. pretty good. Yeah. that's. I don't think the sequels are really affected in camp chains like these. Yeah. You know, I don't think that they have to be connected really or like because it's not really it's basically the same story over and over again no matter what. So it's it the outcome doesn't really matter if somebody survives or dies or like, you know. Yeah. It's not really important to us. The the character killing everybody is what's important to us, you know, it's like reverse hero role you know it's like the anti-hero role or whatever where you know we root for like the bad guys yep fuck yeah it's weird 
And plus, I mean, the third one next year we'll get to it, but the third one is always the best in any franchise, I think. They come back and they hit hard. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, these were all, these were all exceptional. Yeah, you know, every one is good. You can pick up any one, and it'll do the trick. Yeah, nowadays I don't know about sequels. They're all they're all remakes now. They're not sequels. That's why they fucking uh, I've been staying up on the new South Park season and the whole member berries thing. And they were talking about it the other day. Last night I was watching it, and they were in like an AA meeting for member berries. Like, and someone just stumbled into it, and fucking, he was like, "I've been off member berries for about a week now, and it's just so hard. I, it's so easy to remember how how easy things were and how great things were in the '90s and the '80s, but now everything just nothing makes sense." And fucking, it was totally 100% our show. We're a member. <laughs> we're a member berry. Yeah, we are the Natural Member Berry Podcast. Mm-hmm. We are now. We should just change our name. Yep, the Member Berries. Yeah, Member Berry Podcast. Not bad. From now on, whenever you imagine us, think of us as purple. <laughs> and going, remember the Millennium Falcon? I remember. I remember. Uh, you remember Chewbacca? Uh-huh. I love to remember Chewbacca. All right, guys, we'll be back next week for a member berry podcast. I remember. Member. Natural Habitat Recordings.